think Reddit is the only place I feel anonymous right now. This whole week, I've either gotten a text message or phone call asking if I was sleeping. I've gotten a couple of friend requests and follows by different profiles with different names, but with all the same picture. Just a red block. This would be followed up without fail by a guy in a red hoodie pounding on my door every night this week around 10.30pm. Right now, I'm waiting for it to happen again. I live by myself in the city and half of my apartment complex is completely empty at my end and the nearest person to me is on the other side of the pool. I don't deal in drugs, I don't browse the deep web or any stupid shit like that. I'm afraid to answer the door and the police said they'd cruise by around 10.30 twice this week and still haven't showed up. I expect them to tonight, but who knows? I guess because I'm a guy, they don't put too much effort into it. Red hooded guy, whatever the fuck your deal is, we're not going to meet. You're going to get arrested. Here's some video proof so you can know that I'm not bullshitting. He's fucking there again. He's fucking there again. What the f- Go! As you can see, he came by again, and right now I'm waiting for police. I got a whole lot of nothing from the police. They started accusing me of being on drugs and said my video doesn't prove much. Fuck my life. This guy has me so fucking paranoid. I haven't slept in two days. I have no one to call. And I work from home. Only been in this city for three fucking months. What the fuck am I gonna do? My old friend got me through the night on Skype. And I'll be going to a police station in a few hours. I can't do another night here. I spent five hours at the police station today. And I'm still getting the runaround. All I asked for was a police officer to be at my damn door from 10 to 11. And they said that was impossible. And they told me pretty much the same kind of things you guys are telling me. Baseball bat, gun, stay with a friend. I left after giving them all the evidence I had and filed a police report. I've been talking with some neighbors across the way. And one said that they've seen the guy come by my door as well and invited me to come stay with them between 10 and 11 tonight. And if I get a clear shot, I'll try to take a video with my phone. But really, I'm more interested in getting this guy caught, so that will be secondary. I would also like to thank the anonymous Reddit hacker who has offered to help find him through his fake profiles, and he's working on it now. But one thing I just remembered when I first moved in there was this tweaker guy that would ask me for money every time I came back in the morning after having breakfast. I refused and got in a huge argument with him, but haven't seen him for two months. That's the only person I can think of who I've pissed off since I moved to the city. Any exes or would-be enemies are a thousand miles away. So it's been a couple of hours 
and I think it's way worse than I thought. I set my old camera phone up against the window and went across and waited at my neighbor's. We saw the guy walk up and spot the camera, and he walked away. He didn't even knock. Here's a 30-second recording of the guy. The police are coming again. I'll be sleeping at the neighbor's house tonight and may be moving back home soon. The hacker thinks he found the guy, one Robert McGuire, but I can't be sure that's not an alias. The details are still unconfirmed and will basically stay that way unless I get a clear picture of the guy. Also, I don't want to alert him or I may never get him caught, so no counter-stalking or harassment. The goal is to get him arrested, but I feel my case will be weakened if I retaliate and use tactics like this. Till then, I'm at a Motel 6 and I didn't want to overstay my welcome at my neighbor's. I won't be staking out tonight. I need to just get my mind right. <sighs> the whole ordeal of the stress is getting to me. I need one night where I don't have to worry about people coming to my door. Or me having to look out my window. I'm going back home now. My neighbor said he confronted the guy last night, which was against my wishes. I didn't want to scare him off without getting a clear picture of him. This may have prolonged the situation. My neighbor told me that he talked to the guy who was around in my bedroom window at the time. He snuck up right behind him with a flashlight and asked him what he was doing. The stalker claimed that I owed him money, which I've never taken a loan from a person in my life, and he was acting belligerent. He ran off after my neighbor tried to grab him, and he got a good look at him, and is coming with me tomorrow to make a statement. As for me, my father is flying in to help me move out in two days, so it's Motel 6 till then. The next day, this has taken a weird turn. My dad helped me find a new place across town, but my neighbor was nowhere to be found when it came time to make a statement. I knocked on his door a handful of times between my moving trips, but he wasn't home. His phone said no service when I called, and I don't plan on going back to that complex anytime soon. I really hope he's okay. It's been another day. And still no word from my old neighbor. The office is closed on Sunday. I'll try calling them tomorrow. My neighbor's phone is still out of service when I call. The next day, I called the office. And they said my old neighbor was evicted at the beginning of the month. He also left most of his stuff behind. And just the electronics and clothes were gone. Maybe he realized that stuff would be brought up about him 
if he talked to the police about anything. I mean, it's likely that the guy was just down on his luck, but I'm feeling like I can't trust anybody. The next day, I heard light knocking on my bedroom window in my new place and caught this with my phone. I have a wallet cover case and I'm able to wedge the flap in my window so that holds my phone up and I got this footage. The police are coming and this is the sixth time I've called. In case you missed it, the note at the end was my address and apartment number. Here's another update. Big break in my case. My combined footage apparently rang a bell for one of the detectives. They said they think it's a guy they brought in a couple of years ago for harassing a couple both over the internet and by coming to their doorstep right by my old side of town. Apparently he's not even allowed to have a computer or use social media. He's mentally ill, but he has no assault charges, just stalking, harassment, cyber crimes, and threats. Basically, he's a super troll, and like I suspected, I must have argued with the guy on Facebook or Twitter at some point. They said they are going to look for him to bring him in for questioning. They want me to come in for a lineup when the time comes. But I don't see why, as the videos are the best look I've ever gotten of the guy. But he fucked up with that last stunt though. I caught just enough of his face for the police to finally do something. Here's the last update. Just letting you guys know I'm fine, and they brought him in. I go in for the lineup tomorrow. They told me I had to do the lineup because the only proof that they have that he came by my place is the videos which aren't good enough to identify him 100%. They do also have his computer 
with the threatening messages to me, but he never mentioned in any of those that he came by or was coming over to my place. Anyway, he's looking at around five different charges. They also assured me that since he had a computer and was using social media, he violated his probation, so either way, he's going back in the box for at least three years based on that alone. Thank you so much, guys. You guys really helped me. I'll let you know if anything else happens. But right now, take no news as good news. So the story takes place over one summer, when I was 14 years old. It was around 11 p.m., and I was in my bedroom on my computer. I had just gotten home. I was living with my brother at the time, because my parents were in Florida for a while. So me and my brother were the only ones home, and the only ones who had access to the house. I needed a photo of myself or something. I don't remember what but I had to open my camera roll to look through, and I saw this picture. Immediately, my whole body froze and I couldn't move. I immediately closed the camera roll and sat in my bed for a while. I began shaking and tears of fright came to my eyes. I gained the courage to open the camera roll to look again. I stared at the photo for at least 10 minutes, feeling more uneasy every second. I checked the time the picture was taken, and that made me more distressed. The picture was taken at 9.45pm. What made it worse was that me and my brother both left the house at 8 to get dinner. No one was home at the time the picture was taken. Afraid to leave my room, I picked up my phone and messaged my brother. I told him that I was so scared I couldn't move, and if he could come here... He asked what was wrong, and I sent him the picture from my computer, along with what happened. Him thinking it was a joke, laughed and told me goodnight. Me not joking, I called him. He could obviously hear me crying, and started questioning me. I told him to come to my room, and he did so. He then entered my room with a golf club, for protection. At this point... We were both shitting our pants, staring at the blurry picture of a man we didn't recognize. We decided to go check out the house to see if anyone was home, so we proceeded to swipe through all four floors of our house. We didn't see anything sketchy on the top three floors, so we walked down to the basement. We walked down the stairs, and my brother led the way. Shit, he whispered. I looked to the back corner of our basement, where the cellar door that leads to the outside is. The door, and the hatch thing that covers the steps to outside, are both wide open. After this happened, we called the police and showed them the picture, and told them the story. They told us to lock our doors, and call them if we heard or saw anything. We locked the doors and both sat in this room for the rest of the night. Whoever was in our house must have opened the computer and opened the camera by accident. He must have accidentally pressed spacebar while the camera was open in the background and snapped a picture of him. I still wonder why someone would just break into a house 
for nothing. Nothing was stolen. No drawers or cabinets were open. Nothing seemed out of place. My brother ended up moving out of the house a few days after in fear the guy would come back. This happened nearly five years ago now, but unfortunately, the memory remains very ingrained in my mind. Bit of context to get started. I lived in a medium-sized city that in 2011 was badly affected by a strong earthquake. Around 200 people were killed, and a large portion of the city's older buildings were either outright destroyed or deemed uninhabitable. One such building was the affectionately coined Mental Rehab Center, Sunnyside. Naturally, having a significant number of mentally ill patients without a roof over their head only exacerbated the city's problems at this stage, and short-term solutions were desperately in need. From my understanding, hospitals with the necessary facilities took the bulk of the load, while other temporary hospices and homestays were forced to somewhat become more of a permanent fixture, even if they lacked the security that previously would have been a necessity to house these patients. I would later come to learn that one of these temporary hospices was less than a block from my house. My house, along with the majority of the houses on my street, back onto a small creek, which runs through our suburb. It is relatively common for neighbors to walk down the creek to visit those who live a few houses along, and virtually none of the properties have a back fence that can prevent access. So, it's about four weeks after the initial quake, and things are beginning to return to some sense of normality. We're still being forced to use a port loo out on the road, but in general, we are on the mend. It was Sunday night, and I had gone to bed early because tomorrow was going to be my first day back at work in almost a month. At some point in the night, I began to stir as I realized the soft laughter I was hearing in my dreams was actually a physical, real-life laugh. It was very faint, childlike almost, a giggle. Sitting up in my jury state, I assumed my brother had left the television on in the lounge. So, dragging myself out of bed... I staggered down the hallway to switch it off. However, as I approached the living room, I soon realized that the laughter isn't increasing in volume, and upon reaching the room, I confirmed that indeed there is no TV or radio producing any sound. Suddenly feeling a bit foolish, I make my way back towards my room, where I hear no further giggling, passing it off as my sleep-deprived brain playing tricks on me. I get back into bed and soon fall asleep. An hour later, I was again stirred awake, this time by the soft plucking of my string guitar, which I kept in my office on the other end of the hall. No discernible melody, just random touches. Feeling very frustrated at this point for being woken up twice in one night, I immediately fling myself out of bed determined to find a source of these irritating noises. Before I even make it two steps towards the door, the noise comes to abrupt halt, and I realize that it too was coming from my room. More perplexed than angry at this point, 
I whirl around to see what could possibly be producing this noise. And all at once, I feel like the wind has been knocked out of me. Sitting in the corner of my room, cross-legged, on a puddle of wet carpet, is a large, shaggy man wearing soaked clothes and holding my guitar. A million simultaneous thoughts go through my mind at this instant. The obvious, what the fuck, who the fuck, and how the fuck were very prevalent, but also more bizarre thought processes, like, God, it annoys me when people touch my guitar without asking. All logical thoughts seem to come to a complete standstill at that point, and for whatever reason, some deep-seated social cue came roaring to life, and my mouth sputtered out the words, Well, would you like a cup of tea? Because, you know, obviously the first thing you do when someone comes to your house is offer them a cup of tea, right? The man seems pleased with this interaction. He perks up and nods brightly. Finally, the rational part of my brain awakens from its coma, and I turn and sprint from the room, slamming it shut behind me. I scream for my brother to call the police, while holding onto the door handle with all my might. There's a man in my fucking room! He comes running, and once seeing the look of terror on my face, does not waste time in making the call. While listening to him give the operator our address, and pleading with them to hurry, I hear a soft knock on the other side of the door. No sugar, please! The word bamboozled comes to mind when I think about this moment. I fully expected to reach down, pinch my arm, and awaken from the most vivid dream of my life. The police arrived not long after, and my brother led them to me and the end of the hall, my knuckles turning white on a doorknob. After mentally bracing myself, I let go of the handle and jumped backwards, letting the policemen do their thing. They rushed into the room, tasers drawn shouting at this home invader to show himself. Their aggression was short-lived, however, and I was still close enough to see why. The man was simply sitting on the edge of my bed now, amusing himself by playing with one of my figurines. I think the officers were also taken aback by this, as they halted for a second before continuing, a touch more gingerly. To cut a rather long-winded story short, yes, this man was a mental patient who had slipped out of his temporary hospice and waited along the river looking for houses to explore. Muddy footprints on my neighbor's decks confirmed that he had originally tried to enter their homes. I was simply the one foolish enough to leave his unlocked. The police took him away and they later gave me a follow-up call to say that he had been put in a much more secure location but that I should still be a lot more vigilant when it comes to securing my house. In hindsight, I believe this man was totally harmless. Ill, yes, obviously, but not malicious. There was an ample opportunity when he could have harmed me, had this been his intent, but he did not do so. He simply took my unlocked door as an invitation to come in. I did not press charges, as I did not want to damage the life of an already damaged person. The incident left me pretty shaken up for quite some time, and I still struggle falling asleep sometimes. But for the most part, I have moved on. There's one thing I've not been able to let go of, however. 
As the police were leading the man from my house, he uttered a short giggle, the same one I had heard when I was awoken originally. <laughs> the man couldn't find me under his bed. <laughs>